0: Hey folks, Sh One T coming to you live. Another conversation with a, a very, very smart individual, uh, Dustin Stewart, former Army captain. Um, he was the commanding officer. Uh, my yeah, second year in the Corps, um, and did one of the most uh, mo- one of the most memorable things in the Corps uh, that uh, I reach back to. Um, I agree with him ninety-five percent of the time politically. Very smart individual. And uh, I really want to just open uh, at the beginning, thank him for uh, doing this podcast. And uh, it's what this podcast is about. It's one of the main reasons why uh, to do this is because uh, I I don't think I would have had the guts to reach out and have a 45-minute conversation with Dustin. So enjoy, uh, and hopefully the beginning of the podcast isn't uh, redundant to the beginning of the intro. All right, man, it's, uh, I'm once again, thank you for doing this. I greatly appreciate it. And one of the great things about, uh, I guess, this Midlife Crisis podcast is that I'm talking to people that I would never fucking talk to ever, I don't think. I don't think I would have reached out to you at all trying to talk. But uh, your name can, comes to mind because you post a lot of stuff that I totally agree with on social media. So, um, but, but the first question I got to ask is like one of the most memorable, memorable moment, moments in the core for me, was the pot march uh, when we marched up with pots uh, down Texas Avenue. Um, uh. Can you walk through that? And what the fuck were you thinking? What happened? Like what? Because I know, I don't know. I all, all I know is that I was drunk and I was walk like, I was hungover and I was walking up with a, a silver pot on my head and I had no idea why we were doing <laughs> that. And uh, but it was it was cool as shit. It was the most memorable one of the most memorable moments in the core for Spider D. Well,
1: that's cool. It's cool. I got a nice photo of it. seniors were, um, you know, bon- it's really about bonfire, and so it's, uh, we've always, we'd always just wondered what we could be doing more to help keep it alive, or, you know, and stuff like that, and, um, but on top of that, what, another tradition they had had is they had the spider flag that they had normally had got permission to carry in one of the games every year. And basically, we put in a request to carry the spider flag to that game. And we kind of had a feeling that it was going to be denied because it was a new commandant. And so we said, well, if he denies it, how about we just instead, we wear our pots instead and we don't ask permission. <laughs> and so we asked and he said no. And we decided to go ahead and execute our plan. That's... And uh, <laughs> and so the idea was we would show up and keep it. So we were just weren't going to ask. He's like, screw it. We're not going to ask. We are just going to do it. And... Uh, so we kept them hidden to the last minute, like covered up in tarps and some of pickup trucks. And as soon as they, you know, gave the call to step off, then everybody rushed and gra- we had everybody rush and grab them. So that's why when we start marching, I think we're out of step like the whole march. Yep. <laughs>
0: so that's uh, that, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I remember like being waiting in a parking lot and like oh, had my old cover and then we everybody had to bring their pots. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like what's going on? And then I yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but the, the goal was just
1: to, you know, basically increase bonfire awareness, I guess, is, is a term you could use. But it, it was really just just addicted to the bonfire stuff and, and very bad that it was just going the way of the Dodo. And uh, this seemed like a, a way to
0: to do something. Yeah, <laughs> so. it it seems like it died. Like, uh, I talked to Ellis, uh, uh, another 05 buddy of mine. Uh, basically, Spider-D is an integrated unit now, like... It's not what it was, or it has no reach back to the past. it's been disbanded. Oh. it
1: disbanded last year, yeah. Um, you know, forced in some women, and, uh, you know, the, you
0: know the, the usual drill. Yep. And uh, I think the, the straw that,
1: that broke the camel's back, though, was someone was caught doing what they call hazing during between 8 and 5, I guess, during the academic day, Ooh. which basically means someone was caught doing, doing push-ups, you know, during, during the academic day, Um and their first sergeant right at the mouth. And so, you know, Jesus it's, Christ. it's a big, yeah, it's a big shit show. The,
0: the shit, uh, that the shit that you probably went through your freshman year and the shit that I like, and you were, mm-hmm. we were probably going through, like, when I went through freshman year, you're like, goddamn kids don't know what it's like back in, uh, when you, <laughs> wait, what were you, 02? Oh, three. 03, okay. yeah. So you yeah. don't, you, them, uh, Wanja was the CO before you. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And then, so, but yeah, I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty tough, but it's like memorable lifetime experiences that you're never going to forget. And you need those trials and tribulations to fucking make you a better or tougher, you know, I don't know, better person, better human being.
1: It is is interesting. And a lot of people rightly so step back and they say, okay, well, am I being too harsh? Because everybody says, oh, it was tougher before me. But if, I mean, but literally if you pull out pen and pencil and you start, pen and paper, and you start writing down the list of things, I mean, to me, it, it does seem like an obvious trend that they are becoming, they're just changing. And you can argue it's it's good or bad, and you can certainly point to things like the, um, um, the fish drill team or the or the ranger challenge team is doing very well. Yeah, and so still, within the core, you have a, a certain population that's are still doing very well. But, like, what if the average is just sinking? You know, if the yeah. average... Before, you know, so there's a there's a level of ruggedness or toughness that a lot of people think is, is, is disappearing, um, because you know priorities are different. And you can argue, you know, you can debate that, but it is different. And so to say like, oh well, these people are just bitching about nothing, like no, it, it is different. When you had to scream to acknowledge someone whenever you saw them on the crowd, and now you don't, or you had to run everywhere, and now you don't, or you had to be. Uh, do physical fitness during the day, you know, and your academic, now you don't, you know, it's just, you know, it's one thing after another and it does add up. So yeah, uh... what was wrong? And and, and if it was that bad, then why did we get completely indoctrinated with all these, you know, that's one word to use it, but educated about all these great Aggie leaders that came before us, guys like You know earl rudder or whatever you know if 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 it was so bad then how did it produce such good leaders you know and if you're changing it that much do you can you still (laughs) do you still think those same type of leaders are gonna be produced so i don't know it's a lot it's a lot it's a big discussion there but a lot of it unfortunately just kind of gets dismissed as what's uh people trying to
0: live in the past yeah the best the best hollywood version i could think of is the band of brothers series where Sobol is fucking beating the shit out of uh pardon my french but sobel's like the worst leader ever but he's a hardliner when it goes to and they're working every weekend and they're having the, the t- like toughest schedule toughest whatever and it turns yeah. out to mold uh create because they, they have that uh that cohesion that that bond because they they're working towards a common goal uh whether or not whether or not you know it uh because the the way it's set right, up, the yeah. you know the pissheads uh, just beat you to death for a year straight, and then they become people that you keep in touch with for the rest of your life. Um, right, right. So right. yeah, I, I think uh, the best bonds are forged in fire, which is kind of what uh, the core I guess used to be, but I, I'm definitely a, been away from it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know they're caught up. I mean they're
1: just they're one stakeholder. You know there's a larger body there, and A and M is not immune to all these other pressures that are going through all the academic, you know, my wife is in academia, so I'm a little more, maybe that's why you see some stuff on Facebook, I post about it, you know, but I'm, I've become more and more aware, we're all aware of sort of, you know, oh, academia is very liberal and social justice, but no, it really is, you know, if you, if you look at what's going, so anyway, A&M is not immune from that either, and so they're being caught up in a lot of these trends too, that, you know, well, a, a university is a safe place, you know, you need to go there, and it it's just different versus oh what's well, a place to go and learn some education and and then if, you know and then if you're in the core you know get some discipline beat into you well no that 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 doesn't jive with a lot of other sort of pressures that the decision makers at these universities are, are getting um getting thrown on them so i don't know and bonfire is certainly a, a larger part of that too you know they're it's no one, it's no mystery why the thing fell. I mean, I, I went and attended the briefing. You know, a lot of us did, they did it at Rudder Theater, I think, where they out, you know, I was a civil engineering major at the time. So a lot of the stuff they're t- explaining in their report, it's not rocket science. that so you could follow it. You could say, okay, here's the things that, you know, happened or didn't happen that led to its failure, but they're so scared, you know, to bring it back because of lawsuits or whatever, you can bring up all these reasons, but, they, but, but, Point is they're missing like at the end of the day you're, you're missing the whole point like it was a huge deal it was a huge differentiator it was a, a physical thing on campus that the core and the non-core worked on together and that's just you know you can't really quantify that and but but since that's not a you know that's not in the in, in vogue these days or, or what's more in vogue i guess i should say is you know the, the focus on oppression and gender studies and all this kind of crap and whether the um, environment is safe or toxic it's toxic masculinity around all that stuff and so it's just very odd um to see all that and anyway i think that 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 is a big hurdle that something like Bond Forever coming back it's like no why would we bring that toxic masculinity back on this campus <laughs> so, when
0: was when was the last time you were at a&m well, um,
1: i guess a couple years ago um every couple years back for kind of or something
0: yeah uh, yeah I took my uh, youngest youngest daughter before we came to Germany uh, showed the wife and she was really impressed but it was a totally different campus from they had gates and stuff on the quad uh, uh, the the way they built up Kyle field uh, I think the baseball stadium was probably the only the uh, Pl- Bluebell Park was like the only area that I kind of like kind of recognized because yeah. uh, it had yeah. built up so much. But uh, yeah, like I said, you post a lot of the stuff that I I literally agree <laughs> with on uh, on social well, well, media. Well, what... one thing
1: while we're still well, one thing while we're still on AM before I forget, it's kind of kind of related, might as well since we're talking about AM. But you know, again, like if someone if the wrong person wins something, like like uh, say a yell leader or a uh, a student body president, well, apparently there is you know the wrong type of person and the right type of person that win it can win it because the last couple of years there's been these incidents where. You know, someone wins, and then, and then something comes up, and they're disqualified. And it always goes the way where the person that then takes their place is either you know gay, or I think in this case a woman was the latest one. Um, and even even like a two years ago, it was something where the the guy that won, it turned out oh well the uh, the posing the one that lost I think he was a, a homosexual I think could get me wrong here but they say oh you know they did something they intimidated us during the uh, during the election, and so then they put off. A freeze on it, and then they turn, and they investigate some stuff, and they found, oh, well, maybe that wasn't right. But you end up, but you marked these um, chem lights as, or you didn't expense these chem lights properly. So we're going to overturn it, and this person is the winner.
0: I remember um, that. that that was on it's something
1: like that. I probably got some of the detail wrong there, but it's something they overturned it, and it was very, you know, sort of, you know, uh, scandalous how they did it. And you know, you could argue that the guy got screwed over on a technicality, and so. Anyway, if you rewind, though, if you go back further in time, when I was a sophomore there, you know, they had the first ever, like, black yell leader running, uh, Boo Boo Davies, I think, and he won, but then it turned out, after he won, it turned out he didn't make grades. Well, do you think they did the same thing back then? No, they upheld it, and, you know, in the, in, the, in the vice president of student affairs, Mr. Sutherland, came out on his lawn, where a lot of us were out there, you know, sort of protesting, you know, and he just explained to us that this is, you know, this is how it's going to be, you know, and they're sorry, but you know that's going to be, you know. So it, it, but if that were to happen the other way, if you do, you think if the guy was, you know, I hate to say this, but if you think that if the guy was white and a, a straight white male corps member, and it turned out he didn't make grades, you think they wouldn't undo that in a heartbeat? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's just very odd. You know, you kind of have to sit back and, and really digest uh, what you're reading when you, these news of these type of things are coming out from the university and looking what the fuck is going on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so is uh another aside question is uh yell yell still core block or no ah uh, that's a
1: good question i think it it's main it's it's been mainly core block over the years okay. um, but but I, I couldn't tell you I, I think even every now and then they'll still get it to where it'd be all five core core block but um i've followed it that close i think they still mainly every year it's like three or uh, three or four of them if not all five or or yellow core block
0: yeah. Okay. You said, uh, uh, yeah. And before we dive into other, uh, fun stuff, uh, you said your wife is an administration, uh, she's probably running the same things that I see in the military and okay. you might've, well, you might've te- seen a teacher, a, teacher. a college professor. Okay. okay. Oh, then she's right into it. Like, uh, do you, do you think she leans like you do conservatively or do you guys have different opinions oh, on? Yeah.
1: T- no, she was on to Trump before I was and she definitely has to hide her views. I mean, she basically had to get off Facebook and created a, you know, a fake account and, and even then treads very lightly. Um, can't say anything really It's school when these things get brought up, but you know, the Hillary, the pro Hillary folks that or if you're anti-Trump, you can, you can voice that all day long. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole can of worms there, but yeah, basically, um, she does lead the same way. And like I said, she was sort of on them before I was, but you know, if you, uh, I used to be sort of skeptical when she'd say, if she brought any of that up at school, you know, it'd be, it'd be, um risk to her career but i do think that's you know she's not tenured so but now after a few years i I do agree with her i think it'd be wise wise to you know keep your mouth shut at certain times so it's very it's very insidious i mean it's just throughout that that whole establishment these sort of you know control you know um basically influencing all these weird norms you know you can't talk about this but you can talk about that it's just very weird uh
0: i had the same thoughts when i like uh i had to do something because i'm not gonna go like the the just talking to people or talking just like putting thoughts to words right so you see all uh-huh. this you see all this crazy stuff uh, all the all the like just in this last week the virginia governor stuff i saw you post about <laughs> but all this fun stuff that you see and uh I had to do something because I, I felt like I was going crazy, but I still had the thought that like what happens if the wrong person runs across this and you know, I, I misstate a word or I say whatever, uh, yeah. like isn't that sad that I have to have that thought that I can't just have that free expression of people can dis- dismiss me as an idiot or it's like, Oh, he's got some good points, blah, 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 whatever. But at least I should have the right to like put this out yeah. in the ether. Like there's a real possibility that if the wrong person heard this, I get pulled into a room hey shut the fuck up uh and here's your fucking here's Uh, here's your papers get out of here oh yeah well
1: because of your employment situation
0: you're saying yeah
1: no that's very true um i hadn't thought about that you know and i I guess i'm kind of i'm not certain at all i never remember when i was in you know being told that you have the right to say things obviously not in uniform or purporting to be the opinion of the military but still you know, your bosses are human, <laughs> and,
0: yep. they,
1: and they hear this stuff, and they can do human things to you. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you were, you were in the Army. You were an officer. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. you, you were in from when to when. What was your MOS? How was that?
1: <laughs> I was an infantry officer. I got out as a captain, so 11 Alpha. Uh, I'm an Army infantry officer uh, from 04 to 2012.
0: Oh wow, a de- decent yeah. amount of time. Uh,
1: decent, decent amount. Yeah, uh, I was in Germany. So, yeah. where in Germany are you?
0: I'm in uh, Stuttgart.
1: Stuttgart. Yeah. Hmm. So, I was in Friedberg, which is on the other side of Frankfurt from you. Yep. So, north side of Frankfurt, where uh, Elvis was stationed, actually. Hey, there you go. Um, and then, and then Schweinfurt. So, I was there for almost like five years. Um,
0: how did you How did you like Germany? I thought it was great. Uh, I'd, I'd move back there in a heartbeat if I could. It. <laughs> it is expensive, so I mean, they definitely have some
1: weird stuff. I mean, there's, you see things like, oh man, that's great, we should do that there. And then you know, you live there longer and you realize, like, no, this is great here, but it would not work yep. <laughs> where we live. So, there's you know, they just got their own stuff, they get their different things there. But I, I loved it, and then lived in Schweinfurt, which is a little further east, um, also. So,
0: did you ever make it down to Stuttgart while you were there?
1: I might have driven through there. I don't think so. I mean, I know of it. I know there used to be a, um, or maybe there still is a special forces group down there. And I know they make a lot of cars down there.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the Iowa of Germany. Apparently, it's uh, about uh, yeah, about ninety minutes yeah. north of uh, where the, uh, Strasbourg, where the where the shooting was. Uh, yeah, yep. Strasbourg. Yep. So, yep, it's ninety minutes north of that. And the Strasbourg is apparently a real uh, popular place uh, that people go uh, do wine fest, beer fest, all that other fun stuff in uh, yeah, Germany. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I said, Virginia governor's race. Uh, You posted on that bad boy. What are your thoughts? Like what? So the new thing that just came out is that the lieutenant governor, Mister Fairfax, got a secondary uh, uh, accusation. And the the thing that pisses me off the most about it is that uh, people that were saying X, Y, and Z, like basically supporting Fairfax, uh, were X, Y, like trying to get Brett Kavanaugh to be fucking shit hammered and thrown off the. Did you watch the Kavanaugh stuff at all? Are you? I I did.
1: I did. I actually heard on the radio that, and it was an estimated twenty percent of Americans watched it that Friday, um, which I do. Yeah, I totally believe. But yeah, I I, I don't. To me, I mean, I get it. I think they're they're all crazy. They're hypocritical politicians. But the um, to me, the the main story of these past few years is always what I tell everybody, and uh, it's the media, man. The the story is the media. The media is. Um, how we interact with the media how they interact with us and our ability to whether or not we understand it's propaganda or it's not <laughs> I mean, it's all that's the story. It's the media You know these people these politicians are gonna do whatever the fuck they're gonna do But the media and then these people around us these super smart people in our lives and our educated You know peers and colleagues that listen to this crap called the media and then tell, turn around and tell you that they just listen to fact That's the story our our relationship with this thing we call media, to me, that is by leaps and bounds. That is the story of the past, you know, really since Trump. And Trump is a part of that, but it's a big part of it. But to me, it's just pointing out this this, this underlying dumpster fire called like our relationship with this thing called media. Why do you and think whether or, not, whether or not we believe it's journalism or news or facts? It's it's insane. Like it's gone crazy. It's basically I view it as entertainment you know, factual sometimes entertainment, but entertainment nonetheless, and you can't, and there's this, seems to be like this sort of search for the holy grail of like the one source, where I can just go to this new source and find facts. It's like, it's insane. That's, would, would that ever fly in a college course? If you were asked to write a paper about something, would that ever fly? That you can just go to one source? It's like, no, <laughs> you have to curate from a wide range. And then draw your, and then rely on your education and your experiences, and then form your own opinion about some stuff. Um, but anyway, and, and, and I guess how that relates to the governor stuff is, I just I think that's the story because the story is yes, there are politicians out there that have done some shady stuff, but the story is we have this media that has presented to us that anytime someone with that R next to their name does it, that that's grounds for you know basically impeachment or whatever. And someone else does it, then all of a sudden they gotta. Oh, let's let's go look closer. I mean, it's you can just go one. I mean, it, it's really at this point they're just so, where to begin. There's so many examples of where it's just so biased. I agree. So to me, that's the story. When you talk about all this this governor stuff and all that, it's just the you could just sit back and see the completely different reaction by this thing called media. I, you know, because what, what they were they weren't acting this way when the Kavanaugh stuff it was guilty automatically. Mm-hmm. Now it's so preponder- it's so you know they have so much prepondering evidence against them that I mean I get, you know the media they can only do so much but still even they're just sort of reluctance to I don't know you know I'm, I, it, there's just so much there to me that, uh, of all this stuff the Trump the governors all this crap even with even with academia I guess because they all media won't report this stuff what? right either it, it's all about the media and our sort of warped and very unhealthy relationship with it.
0: Why do you think they've gotten so active? Really,
1: it really, what what really also too is when I went to grad school after the army, when I went to got my MBA at university of Texas, there are just, we're surrounded by very smart people that have been to college and been to grad school and you put them in a business case situation and they will just fucking segment the shit out of the data (laughs) and get to the bottom of it. And just, what about this nuance? And what about that nuance? But you give them a political article of something they like and those stats are just basically written from God you know those stats like say oh my, well I read this article it's 30,000 uh, deaths from handguns ever or from guns every year dude yeah well what about segmenting the data bro you know what if it turns out two-thirds of those are suicides? do you does that not change your sort of your your feeling about that stat now what if the remaining third Half of those were just gangbangers shooting each other. Does that change your, you know, your feeling about this stat? You no, know, but you can't do that with them, or you know, immigration. You know, it's another one. You, you know, you, you can't. So I, it's just very odd. I see these people that are very smart and seem to be, be very, you know, cherish their education and the and the and the and the, the, the process they had to go through education. But then you put them in a political context, and it's just like, no, that's fake news, or there, you know, they're, there's just. I have this source, and that source is bad, so I got to go with this source. It's very odd. It's just—I it, guess it's a symptom of that's—I guess what to expect when you have so many people that have just been brainwashed, you know. So
0: what? anyway, that's so. Have you noticed, or have you seen that they've gotten more and more active, or have they? Like, has it been like I don't remember this—that it was. Uh, they were really pissed in 2016. Like I was—I was surprised that people actually cried about a presidential nomination <laughs> that they that they you know lost or did whatever. People cried about this, like they took it personal, I guess. And it feels like it's a retaliatory, like this will never happen again. Uh, we can't let this happen. And they're they're literally uh, yeah, like, you're so, right. yeah, yeah. So well, that's because that's what's been portrayed to them. Because what was portrayed to them that basically Hitler won. Yep.
1: So if you really believe all that, then I mean, yeah, it makes total sense. Their reaction. If you think Hitler's running the country, then I guess that's sad. <laughs> so, uh,
0: it's just. It's very odd, yeah. It also seems that they're trying to set up for like twenty twenty four, twenty twenty eight, with the uh, AOC lady, the sure. uh, yep. quartet. Like they're trying to tout her up, and she's a complete idiot. Like she's an idiot. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a better word for it. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, but she doesn't use um a lot. If you notice, you got to step back and you got to go. What are what's actually these people's keys to success? First of all, she's actually attractive, and she doesn't say uh. True telling you, you got to step back and go, well, why are these people so, like, why do people listen to them? Well, she doesn't say, uh, and she looks nice. And then, of course, yes, she says a lot of the, the policies that people like, but I'm telling you, if she was, if she was, every other word was, uh, and she was ugly, she wouldn't be on the TV as much. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what that has to do with anything, just, uh, just other, other than recognizing what it is when you're looking at these people and why, why they're sort of, you know, getting so much uh, bandwidth, you know,
0: couldn't tell you, uh, but uh, <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it's because she's
1: hot. A lot of people, <laughs> you know, I'm uh, telling you, a lot of people would like to do something to into her physically, uh, <laughs> not yeah. in a bad way, yeah, and, I, uh, in a good way. And, and she's basically articulate, sorta. I, I say that she articulates just dumb stuff, but she does articulate
0: them. I, I disagree um, that she's that I, I disagree that she's articulate, but because when she was explaining marginal marginal tax, rate, tax rates. Yeah. She was like, oh, the tippy-top of the... Like, I don't think anybody that's yeah, articulate that's, that's is...
1: True. Yeah, it's true. She does use it. But she,
0: so, but yeah, she will I learn. I think she will learn. She will become more and more... Uh, like, uh, she's making a lot of blunders and mistakes and everything, like putting out uh, uh, the, the Green Deal, whatever. Like, it's like they want to ban yeah, airplanes. I be wor- I'd be far
1: more worried about this Beto guy.
0: Yeah, O'Rourke? Yeah. He's going to yeah. march. So, I guess Trump is coming down to Texas, apparently, and O'Rourke is going to march or do a counter-march? <laughs> What's that all about? Tell, something tell something me about the ground that. truth, I Dustin. Know, yeah.
1: I heard something about that. It's, it's crazy. Um, I mean, what do you, what, what do you think about the wall, Dill?
0: Me? I, yeah. So, I, border security. Uh, I, so I, I, I came and lived in Texas, and I could uh, six and one and a half dozen of the other. But if the border, uh, border patrol is telling you that they need wall in certain sections of the of the border, then put up a wall like right. what's the big what's the big fuss about I, I i think trump really really messed up with the government shutdown and actually if you give an inch you give a mile type thing cuz he yeah he possibly
1: got... i also look at it as though if he hadn't have done that just go straight to national emergency or using the military that that's not a win either or, or that would be you
0: know no i, I don't really, think whatever he, whatever he, whatever
1: he does they're going to just you know shit all over it so True. it's kind of to me it seems like what well, you have to do this is a necessary step, um, you know, and maybe it just didn't work. Maybe, maybe all that didn't work. But to me, it's like everything after him calling Hillary a liar on that debate, the second debate. Everything after that is just gravy, you know. So, yes. Yeah. So, you know, and I think you know a lot of the the guys that, that do support Trump or, uh, or, or just all of us are very susceptible to this media sort of tail wagging. Because then you had this deal where the media was coming out of that, telling us basically, "Oh, well, it's a loss," and then your guy lost and it you know as if it's very you know there's a set amount of innings and the score's over and it's done but anyway they're just telling us all that you lost and then you had all these conservative people going oh my god we lost uh and it's like listen what else can you think of like here's a man coming in here and trying for all his faults like you can't say it's hard for me to say he's not trying like hell to get this thing done yeah like what else can you fucking do I don't like know. did anyone think it's easy did anyone think that oh well he's elected and so they're just going to build the wall I mean, it's, you know, oh, he's elected, so they're just going to, like, fix our trade deals. Oh, he's elected, so they're just going to fix the Afghanistan and Syria policy. It's like, no, they're going to fight him tooth and nail in, on everything, and especially the wall. And so it might not, none of it get done. I think, actually, a new wall has been put up since he's been Yeah, in. it has. Um, and so, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, maybe all that stops, and maybe uh, not a single more piece of wall gets put in. But, and if that happens, it would be unfortunate for people that support him to go, oh, well, he screwed us. It's like, well, what else could he have done? Like, you, you, again, it goes back to the real story is the media. Yep. You have this force out there called the media that we just accept as like, well, that's where we go to get our news and stuff. And they're just infecting sort of our thought process. We're just tagged, we're just, it's like, you know, it's wagging the dog. It's telling us, oh, well, this is what you need to feel about your president letting you down. It's like, I don't know, man. Like what else could he fucking be doing? To me, I see a guy that is going full court press trying to get this thing done. And maybe it, it fails. Maybe it all spectacularly fails. But it's like you want someone at least that's trying to.
0: So I think the system is designed to, you no, know, create this gridlock so one person can't uh, get anything right. done. Right. Or it kind of it, right. it's it's propping itself up. But uh, it turns
1: out he's not a dictator. You know, you can't just dictate. Uh, yeah,
0: right. that, but that's what that's what that's what I get lost at, or that's what that's what kills me is that they were they basically cried. Cried wolf! You're a racist. You're a sexist. You're a you're a homo like you're a homophobe. You're this, that, and the other. And they just keep using that term over and over and over and right. over again. And it's dead. Right. Like that is a, it's a dead like it's a dead concept to me now. Like you can't they they yeah, cried no, wolf too very, much.
1: It's very unfortunate because it'll be harder to pick out real racist.
0: Yeah. How are you, yeah exactly? And even it's Jesus Christ. Or real fascists. You know, That's the other. Part. Where, where trump lost me was uh when he got the maddest the whole maddest syria thing that's where i kind of like okay like this is
1: yeah
0: so yeah but but i do agree that i like the fact that he's in there just throwing wrenches in the system and short of nuclear war he's better than hillary clinton and I, what I, what i'm really surprised about is that there's if this that, like so trump's getting investigated left and right they basically there was a oh. dude uh there's a dude uh, don Biagino it was out and kind um, yeah, of ex- yeah. kind of explaining quite well. I, you might have posted that too, where I got that from. But he was explaining it quite well that they started these investigations prior to and they didn't see that like nobody saw Trump winning. Like nobody thought he was going to win, and they were just doing the Oppo research on him prior to. And now they're ba- they're basically under the under the covers or you know darkness of night, full court press, and trying to get this thing covered up and. No, keep the focus on investigation Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. I've never seen this before, um, where a guy's been like, how long do you need? Do you need four years? Like, are you gonna release? <laughs> are you gonna release it November 6th, the day well, before? Well, you the, know,
1: I, I guess at this point you could sort of get a on both sides. If that's the right word, but you know, because the Benghazi stuff was investigated for several years, probably yeah. longer than this has been going on. Um, Clinton's blowjobs or whatever it was. That, I mean, I remember <laughs> watching that in high school. I still have the paper. I still save the newspaper from you know, the Ken Star Report coming out. So I don't know. It, it's, um, uh, it's, yeah. And if you're looking for precedent, I think unfortunately there is precedent for what's being done to him. I just don't, like, to me, it's always about first principles. Like, well, what's pushing this? Like, clearly there's a, a segment of the population that doesn't want him there, and the politicians that represent those people are acting, are representing them, and they're, that's what they're doing. So the politicians are actually doing what the representatives want, which is, you know, grilling him. Um, I, I, yeah, Fair I, don't point. Know, I don't know what to say about it. It's very, it's uh, to me, honestly, I get there's so many details you sort of kind of get lost in. It. I sort of just look at it as a big ongoing soap opera. Yep. You know, Trump's a big boy. He clearly doesn't need my sympathy. And so it's not like this desire oh, my God, stop hurting Trump. It's not about that at all, obviously. Uh, it's about, you know, not wanting someone removed from office that I happen to agree with a lot. Um, but, you know, it's a big soap opera. And then the more you, you think about you hear this stuff, it just um, it has so many similarities to, like, say, Roman, you know, you know, rome i love studying ancient history and stuff like that because it's a especially rome because it's sort of a case study on you know start to finish you know all the different stages of sort of republic and the yep. empire and if you look closely you know people familiar with the gracchi brothers and uh, marius reforms stuff leading up to about you know 100 years before caesar you know you basically had a, a period where these gracchi brothers were just saying fuck it we're going to run again for tribute even though the rules say we can't, we're just going to do it anyway. And the rules say we can't uh, show this new law to the public before the, the Senate, before everyone votes on it, we're going to do it anyway. And then Marius comes, and they get killed for doing this, but they do it anyway. And they set a precedent, and then Marius comes along and says, I yeah, know you're not supposed to run for consul two years in a row, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm just going to do it again. Next thing you know, I'm going to be consul five years in a row or whatever it was. And so what I, the point is, Yes, we see these sort of norms and rules, but they are just constantly broken. <laughs> like they're constantly just put they're just they're just make believe. It's just it's just norms. You know, and so I think we're seeing a modern day version of that being acted out. Like, well, can I shut down the government here or can I investigate? They're just gonna put there is no there is no rules. Like it's just Whatever goes, basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, do, do you think so, that we're on the same line or path that Rome is on, like no, the five, so. the 500 year dynasty? Where are we at in that little that context of that paradigm? Like, if you if you if you lined up the United States 220 225 years in the making, and you lined up Rome from inception to <laughs> 500 years plus or minus, where are we at? Are we like are we just like um, sure we're, we're right good. on course, or are we ahead of the get ahead of the game? What?
1: I'm sure there's many reasons why this could be wrong, but what I see it as seems like a lot of similarities with us um towards the you know basically the 400s 300s 400s i guess what they say the um crisis of the third century was in the 200s uh, where the rome basically balkanized and there were there's really a, a long period there was three different empires and then they brought it back together the 300s briefly and then it started then fell apart rapidly after that but i, I see very similar like you had a lot of immigrants coming in then you had a, the power centers going away from the traditional power centers of Rome out to the provinces. And so maybe our traditional power centers now are in the media, you know, now um, we had uh, they, um, they had a lot of slave. But by then, at that point, slaves were running everything because they just imported the slaves. And so you had under the middle class was completely uprooted. You had no middle class then because of the slave labor. Uh, well, similarity now is, you know, automation. Things yeah. like this, bringing in more, bringing in more immigrants for fewer and fewer jobs, you know, how's that going to turn out? <laughs> you know, clearly the the elites the running, you know, uh, corporations, they'll be fine, just like the elites back in Rome, the, the landowners that had all the slaves, they're fine. But the people around them, you know, it, it, if you look at it, I don't, there's a lot of stuff already written about sort of the economic stuff with the introduction of slaves in the Roman economy, and yeah, it just seems like a lot of parallels to me, honestly. <laughs> But, you know, you can't underestimate how long it'll go, because even if you look at Rome, like, they just managed to stretch out a a shitty situation for a while. And if you're living on the ground, it's imperceivable. You don't even really notice the changes, the the sort of powerful people that, you know, a generation before might have been, you know, running laws in your little local province. Maybe you fast forward and, and they're helping run the new there's a the goth conquerors helping them run their shit you know so the elites will just move like they'll just run other shit but the people at the bottom you know just seem to be less and less economic options for them which again seems to be kind of what's going on here so i don't know how do you feel a lot of, sim- a lot of similarities but that's not to say anything will happen fast it's just like a very slow you know just kind of gradual process and you know dem- demography is destiny you know yeah. i say it sounds racist but you know if you go <laughs> in East state park on a memorial day it needs State Park of Texas, it's going to be pretty much 100 or 99, you know, Hispanic people there. Um, you know, that's I guess you know we came here and took the place, and they're coming taking it back. But I don't know. It's 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 at least worth talking about.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, but, but it's happening. You
1: can't even talk about it unless you, you know you're you're racist.
0: Do you think lack of assimilation is a? I, I think that's a big that's oh, a problem. Yeah. If you're not, Um, if you're coming to America, you need to be an American. People
1: won't even talk about some of the mechanics of what's causing that because they just get it in their mind that, oh, well, someone comes here, they're going to assimilate. It's like, no. If you go look at the data up until the, the latter part of the 20th century, the overwhelming, like by far, 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 all the immigrants are coming from overseas. First Europe and then slowly Asia, you know, so mainly Europe and then Asia. But what, that's a big difference from the, than from coming across the border, because if you're coming across the ocean, you're having to leave your culture behind, like literally an ocean separating you. You can't turn back. You can't. There's just that's so much different than just being separated by a few hundred miles from your culture. And then you can sit remittances back. You can keep speaking the same language. There's just so many differences there. And I've had I've tried to have that discussion before in grad school with again with a bunch of, you know. Educated people, and they just they can't. It just cannot even decide. Cannot even begin it to to grapple with that. It's immediately racist. Anything you're talking about is racist. You know, or are you implying some cultures better than the other? It's like, well, yeah, I am. I <laughs> and then the, the, there's
0: a so reason it's why we won two very, world wars, very weird. Okay. You know, these people
1: that you can't put yourself. They they act as if they can empathize like a motherfucker and just put themselves in the person's shoes. But can you really? Like, think about it. Put yourself in the shoes of someone coming over from India. Versus coming over from you know Juarez, it's different. Like <laughs> your your need and your desire to assimilate, I guess you know what you asked about is different. Um, so yeah, I do think it's a different demography is uh, destiny, as they say. And yeah, so but you can't even talk about it. It's like I, I like I hung out with probably more foreign people when I was at grad school at UT. There's a lot of foreigners there, a lot of Indians. So it's not about being right. It's like there's plenty of. Indians there that I would much rather hang out with than the white people there yeah but you know at least those people in the grad school those are smart people had to come over you know you don't you know you'd want to have some selection of the people coming in and your immigration policy should be designed to benefit the, the citizens that are here not the you know
0: not the immigrants right
1: right so it's it's very insane it's a very you know you could sit here and try to law or argue it logically but you know with people that are against it but that you know with limited success because um it's so emotional and really the underlying emotion here is the racism the fear of being a racist no one that's very it's just it's so strong it's so strong like you no one wants to be seen as a racist and they in in addition to that they want to be seen as a you know anti-racist so yeah.
0: but they throw the term out so many times that it, <sighs> it's right. like who like
1: yeah so there's so many things now to be anti-racist
0: yes like, but you, so, you could be called a racist. Like, somebody would listen to that. Uh, I don't think you said anything out of bounds, but somebody would listen to what your your last two minutes and be like, oh, he's a racist. Like, look, I'm t- t- talking about culture, whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah,
1: no, it's insane. It's it's like uh, it's, it's very. And, and I didn't know that Mexican was a race to
0: begin with. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I guess
1: they can say Hispanic, but I'm not even sure that's a race. But
0: is Texas like, is Texas turning blue? It, like, I've heard two people, like... Uh, it
1: certainly feels like it. It certainly feels like it. You know, I think uh, the Beto deal, um, you know, he didn't win, obviously, but... It got close? You know, I, I think it got pretty close, and I think a lot of the big cities are pretty much already taken over. Most of the city councils and mayorships of the, the big, the major, you know, the big four, five towns are pretty much all blue, as far as I understand. You look at the presidential voting in the big cities, it's all blue, and so... Fucking knows. It, it it does seem like yeah we're just on borrowed time.
0: Yeah, it, 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 but if yeah if Texas, if Texas flips, like what they're all color, uh, apparently California. California is getting too bad. Like the taxes are too high. It's too hard to live there. So there's really no middle class. It's just rich, tech, and uh, I think 25 of the homeless population lives in Los, Los Angeles now. Right. San Francisco's right. running through all their problems, and they're they're leaving the city. They're going to Idaho was another one. Oregon. Uh, uh, In Texas. Texas yeah uh, uh, New Mexico Arizona and Texas and they bring their same stupid ideas to a state that they're looking relief from from the previous state that they got
1: <laughs> well well that's the big that's the big uh, concern I've had California people push back against me and they go, can you prove that like we don't know and I was like yeah I don't know I I can't prove that I've never researched anything but that's definitely what people say is happening I totally believe it uh, because I asked them, I was like, "You say that, but you know, because it's a guy from California, a tech guy down in Austin." I'm like, "You say that, but like, you're probably voting for Beto, aren't you?" And everyone you know that's come and is like, "You wouldn't answer it." But it's like, "Yeah, you know, of course." So yeah, I do agree. With, I do agree. They're, they're bringing over their their voting habits, but but then also with the uh, you said California's changing. Um, if you look at Orange County, you know Orange County, yeah, um, the OC, you know Reagan got his start there. A very used. To, out there California especially Orange County used to be up until very very recently pretty, uh, reliably read but you know I listen to MSNBC Morning Joe most mornings just to force myself to listen to the liberal
0: <laughs> outrage I've given up uh, yeah <laughs> and um and so they
1: did a whole they were talking about the Orange County thing after November and they were it really folks because they were they were you know bragging like hey look at Orange County even they were the holdout you know they were predictably um, or reliably conservative and so on but even they flipped and they voted blue this last section. I'm thinking to myself I wonder why. I wonder why because it takes me about 10 seconds to pull up a fucking map showing that that area is by far far more Mexican now. Yep. Like it's obvious cuz they cuz they I guess what I'm saying they want to point out that oh the people are fed up with it they're just changing. It's like no, the people are different. There are physically literally different bodies living there now from, from south of the border. And their offspring. That's why they're voting Democrat. It's not like the people living there all this time. All of a sudden, so it's very odd. And that that is sort of absent. in Those whole debates. When I hear them talk about that stuff, they never bring up the demograph- dem demographics.
0: Yeah, at it, all. Do you, it's not. I don't think it's a. Yeah, I don't think it's a policy or a moral thing. Like I, I don't think the uh, the blue is beating red on policy. I think they're beating them on. Uh, uh, bodies yeah exactly so uh you want lax immigration policy you want dependency on government you want uh free stuff free stuff look at me because uh 18 to twenty, eighteen to 34 uh don't really have a job uh what six figures in debt now that's how much like de- <laughs> high high five six figures in debt for college and you're looking for yeah. uh, free loans or you're looking for you know debt forgiveness ah fucking jesus man yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know so so
1: it's a big mess. That's always you know, a joke that yeah, we'll have to just find a place and move up to Ruby Ridge,
0: Idaho, something. No, but then you're going uh, to – Idaho will be blue. All the Californians will be up there with you. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I hear it's cold up there in the north. Dustin. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. Da, thank you very much for doing this. I, I, we got the 45 or 43 minutes or whatever. That's about the, the sweet spot uh, of the yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have you on again later some other time in the future. Sure. But, yep. I, but I do appreciate you uh, doing this. Gr- uh, awesome. Thank you.
1: Okay. Well, let me know when you decide to run for office because it'll take uh, vets getting in there and changing
0: stuff no. is my
1: long-term theory.
0: I'm, I'm voting okay. for you, brother. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know about me, but you, you have a good voice for it.
0: Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. All
1: right. Well, thanks, man. Good
0: catching up with you. Hey, 100%. percent we'll 100%. Uh, okay. Yeah. Th- thanks for talking to me, man. All right, man. Talk Bye. Later, yep. Bye.